Kia ora, I'm Bo Runga and I do love a good name pun. I've got a boutique, a bose, a boffice and a range of bespoke jewellery. I'm a musician and a designer, but most of all, I'm a storyteller. And we've all got stories to tell. Here's one about me. When I was brand new, I didn't have a name for the longest time. My Malaysian Chinese mother would call me Bobo, a term of endearment many Chinese call their little ones. My Māori father liked the sound of it and decided that it was the perfect name for me. With a bit of creative spelling, Bobo became how I was known, and later, Bo. Bobo Radio invites my guests to recall their most treasured childhood stories and to share the precious moments they're creating with their children. Today, we're joined by multi-talented sportsman and all-round good human, Monty Beetham. Among many things, Monty is a former Warriors captain and has been both the New Zealand and Samoan cruiserweight boxing champion. He also has a book, Bearing My Soul, and has graced our screens on New Zealand reality TV and also via sports commentating. Monty now spends his time supporting small and marginalised businesses as co-founder of Indigo and Manaiki.io, as well as raising two beautiful children with his wife, Jamie. Monty, welcome, welcome. How do you manage to juggle all of that? Wow. I'm just having a little laugh when you you hear it all come (laughs) back to you at the same time. And obviously, um, over a course of a number of years, you've been able to um, pick your time and what you mean to do. But uh, for me and what I do currently, I couldn't do it without uh, my business partners at Indigo Mm. and Manaki. Um, They're the real brains and the real brawn behind it at the same time too. You know, they're Pat and uh, Jada McPhee and then you're Andy Hamilton who was the founding CEO of the Ice House Ventures and also our GM Amazing. at Monarchy, which is uh, Rachel Adams. They are all absolute wicked people. And I think if you're around people in situations where you aren't sure or you're not highly schooled in one particular lane, um, mm. surround yourself around really good people. And then I talk about the most important person in my life, which is my wife. Oh, um, yes. High school Beautiful. sweetheart. 28 years we've been together, man. Oh, wow. Congratulations. 28 years. That's so wonderful. It is wonderful. Oh. And it's not till later on in life that you realise that, gee, she's been good for me. Um, yeah, times when I've been, yeah, thank you. Oh, when, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Well done, Jamie. When I've that's been so really, you know, selfless or selfish, I should say, and thinking about yourself on the quest to achieving whatever goals you mm. do and you put your mind to she's it. She's been you, your rock. She's been my rock, but she's also been that, that person in the background without me realizing it that's been picking me up when I'm down or been mm. picking up all the pieces around when I've just been thinking about myself and not worrying about everything else, mm. you know. So yeah. it's better late than never to realize that my beautiful partner, a high school sweetheart and wife Aww. has been such a, a huge influence and a huge rock for me. So those are the people you've got to be around, man. But yeah. you can only have one wife, so <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I've got a yeah, good you one. you don't live in Utah. <laughs> right. So um, yes, that's what you you have to do. But that's yeah. so cool. That Congratulations, 28 years. That's yeah. an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, thank Amazing. you. Yeah. So um, your children... What are their names? Uh, so my son is Riley. He's the oldest. Mm-hmm. He turned 16 at the end of the year. Oh, wow. Sweet 16. Yeah. Yep. And then my daughter, Hayden, um, Hayden Ella, um, named after Hayden Penetit, the uh, actress, oh, which wow. we quite like. Um, she turns 13 very soon. So I've got a, a teenager. Oh, Two teenagers, eight. man. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, so far it's good. So far well, it's good. I like this. We've ages. been in lockdown quite a, quite a lot though over the last couple of years, so maybe it's sort of you know that socialising things a bit sort of with yeah. teenagers. Well, when we're in lockdown back in our day, if mm. you, you, that's it. You won't see anyone. Mm. Uh, you often don't see anyone until you go to school on Monday morning. But now with I the know. 
<gasps> social media and isn't that um, crazy? People know where everyone yeah. is. Yeah, they know where you are on Snapchat. They know where you, mm. they can find you. Um, they can sense and follow you everywhere. But they can sense you. Well, oh, maybe not, sure not sense. That, but... Yeah, a bit creepy. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, they know on, where you hang are. Hang on, what's happened in social media since I left home this morning? I <laughs> 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 got. Are they really supportive of each other too? I wouldn't say they're really supportive. Are they friends? But maybe acquaintances. <laughs> acquaintances are probably acquaintances more like that live it. in the same house. Yeah, yeah I think okay. that's more it. But, you know, when I think about my sister and how we grew up and how we used to fight like cats and dogs, but like yeah. fight for each other whenever we needed it, it it's, it's sort of like that, you know. Mm. Um, it's quite funny with those two too because uh, during lockdowns and during those times when they're a little bit younger and they used to argue quite a bit, I was like, that's it. <laughs> you come here, you come here. Hug her, hug him, oh, and I'll make them really? hug each other, and they'd have to do it for a certain period of time. And if they let go, until, or it's, just, it, until it was really uncomfortable, and they and they felt like, what's happening? Hundred percent. Why and, is this going on for too long? And I'll make like really hug. Like if you're not close <laughs> enough, that's not a hug, right? So then I found that worked, and I was passing that on through the neighbours, and then it really so deterred the So you gave that advice bad. to the to your neighbours? Yeah. Really? I don't so know that, if they used the, it. Oh, but, well, they um, just went. Oh, no, no, oh, they they actually they wanted to use it. And yeah, I'll tell you what, idea. I only used it a couple of times and that's all I needed. So there you go. 101 in terms of a masterclass <laughs> I love that. I will stopping that your down. siblings from fighting. I can't say that my parents ever did that with us. With no. the, hug each other until it's uncomfortable <laughs> and you feel weird about it. And in public even. What was your childhood like? Do you have any memories about growing up? There was no real technology. So mm. you enjoyed yeah. your life because that's all you knew. Mm. You didn't think, uh, you didn't have FOMO because you went home and you didn't have that flash bike or you weren't on this fancy mm. trip or you weren't seeing someone else live this life that of an mm. influencer or that wasn't There's of real relevance. There's a lot of that realisation of how um, social media affects young people now is quite powerfully oh, strange and it, it's crazy because yeah. social media and you always feel like you're missing out and you always mm. feel like your life is shit I don't know if I can say that you or can. Your, your life is mm-hmm. is worse than a lot of people out there when we know that they're not really living that life for real uh, but then you've got lockdowns you've got mm. masks on and I yeah. mean that it's an isolating thing yeah well that stops time. you from getting that smile that probably made yeah. your day or that made you a little bit more mm. disarmed uh, in terms of how you were feeling a particular way you know it, it's, it's a hard time to be growing up and I always say to my yeah. kids you know or not to my kids but to other <gasps> there you me. go there's your I'm phone I'm so sorry Shane I yeah so you never to ring me here okay. yeah. sorry sir sorry yeah. Monty broke up your train of thought a smile that you might engage with yeah or, a smile you might yeah. engage with or just something that's going to make you feel better about yourself um mm. You know, a lot of kids got anxiety these days um, mm. and they probably struggled to interact unlike what we were like growing up because of social media or being able to, to live in your own world however you want and mm. all being so. Then you just think about school and the system and uh, how that system is not for everyone anyway. Anyway, you know, it's and different, I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally true. different. Yeah. You know, it's not for everyone, and it puts you as a cog in in a wheel that um, society wants you to be a part of. Doesn't make you become the um, the pioneer or the um, entrepreneur. Um, mm. You know, so it's it's a little bit hard. Yeah, was sports always a big thing for you, or is it something that you found that you? You were really drawn to. I dreamt of it because my dad was a, a world-ranked uh, boxer, fighter. Mm. You know, he spent some time with Muhammad Ali in the ring oh, uh, wow. over in camp in Miami. 
I would come home from school and see all his um, albums full of all his clippings of who he fought and, and what he achieved and where he'd come from, you know, from humble beginnings in Samoa mm. to, to fight over in Wembley and, and, and to be there on the world stage, top 10 in the world. So I always thought, man, I was fascinated by what dad had done and what he achieved. Then I thought, well, if dad can do it, I can do it. You know, that naivety mm. of, of a young kid thinking, well, dad can, I know dad, I, I can <laughs> yeah. do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And everywhere I went, everyone knew my dad, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. I wanted to go down that path. My mum didn't like boxing, understandably. Uh, so, but what he did was able to teach me early on was, you know, um, uh, a fit body, a fit mind, you know, um, work ethic, all that type of stuff. And, and sort of, I think from a young age, discipline. I was able to set, yeah, discipline yeah, is huge, but I was able yeah. to set goals from a very young age. And I don't think back then many people were setting goals. And mm. uh, I was able to follow through and, and, and work on those. And when they achieved them, and when I got a bit of praise from my dad, because it was hard to get praise from him. Um, mm. that's when I said, oh, I like that. I want to keep doing that. And I want to keep experiencing what, you know, getting that praise from dad or, 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 or getting, um, goals, uh, completed and, and succeeding. Wow. So was boxing always first and foremost and then your league career and then? I was wanting to be a boxer. Wasn't allowed to do boxing, but I was breaking brooms and, and, and stuff at home and putting holes in walls. So I, oh. I got taken to karate. So oh. I went to karate with my sister, you know, and we had an idea that she was going to be a gymnastics uh, person and she'll learn how to do the flips and that and teach me. And then I'd teach her karate and we'll be that people that we'd, my dad would see on TV. So oh, that's what wow. we do, which was those karate films that he used to watch before his boxing like matches. Like Kung Fu Kids. Yeah, yeah, Kung Fu Kids. How good was that? <laughs> yeah, that was, my partner's completely into Kung Fu yeah, Kids. Yeah, no, that was really good. So, you know, for me, it was karate for a very, very long time. And then got to an age group where when I went over from rugby and I started playing rugby league, I really enjoyed that. Then I started making rep teams and mm. I was in the New Zealand um, karate team as well, the New Zealand league teams, signed a scholarship for like, the... How did you find time to do... I mean, you just like well, being I, shipped to I thought you said, there. how did I find time for school? And I didn't <laughs> find time for school. That's my problem, man. Oh, damn. Damn. But um, yeah, it's, you know... If you love what you're doing, and like my wife now in my life, my mum in my life was a huge contributor to making sure that I stayed on the, the right track um, mm. and, and kept at the right times, giving me that bit of um, reassurance or just um, or validation when I had done well. Mm. And then, of course, there was my, my father who wouldn't be around much, but when he did speak or when he did have, have those actions, I was like, yeah, man, I wanted to do that. So mm. you know, He must have been proud of you. Your yeah, parents proud. must have been so proud of you. Yeah, and they're still very proud now, mm. which I'm which I'm very grateful for. And um, you know, they're a big reason why you, you try and do things in life because of the opportunities that they gave you um, when mm. they had to work hard to provide for you, when they had to work hard to to give you that life that you had or you you needed to mm. to And then to that support up. while you're doing all your extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah when you weren't doing your schoolwork and you're doing <laughs> yeah. everything else, it's that support, you know, like the woman in my life now, my um wife my mother was brilliant for me back then as well mm. I wish you knew when you were growing up that those moments are really special and precious and you won't have those again and then your life is going to be full of other things that you can't yeah. shake you know you've got these memories that you're creating right there in the moment fun yeah. things there's a lot of fun to be had, obviously, as an adult, but when you're small and little and you've got yeah. other people nurturing, looking after you, yeah. you're quite carefree in a way. Yeah, I just wish I'd known that at the time. 100%, because as an adult, you know, you can't just be thinking about yourself. No. You get up in the morning yeah, and it's not about you. Things. You're thinking yeah. about your kids, you're thinking about mm. your partner, you're thinking about life, you're thinking about consequences if mm. you don't get it right. But as a kid, you're you're young. You... I kind of feel like you should never leave home, really, Yeah, when I think about it now. Your reckless but... abandonment. You know, I, I think <laughs> our kids abandonment. are not going to be able to leave home, but, but I think... 
think about that with um, with kids and that now too. It's like mm. um, you know when you think about the kids and where we're at the stage now. I think, geez, there was the times where I could have shared with my kids that I'm never going to get back. You know, mm. I've got time moving forward, but at those neat ages when they were oh, cuddly, yeah. when they wanted a kiss, when they thought dad was... I thought you would force the, that on them anyway. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I no. did. And, and, and you know, um, on each other, but for me, <laughs> oh, okay. it's, now no. I've got to force it on them to give Aww. me a hug and everything else. But it's like, those are the moments where I probably wasn't as present as I would have liked to have been because yeah. I didn't realise that you're not going to get that time back, as stupid mm. as that sounds. You know, no, as time totally, flies by, you go, Time really Damn. goes by. You know, yeah. And I think that's why you have grandparents who get the second time around that sort of being able to have those good moments with their kids, mm. with their, their mokos, and that's why they, 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 they really get involved and they really get amongst it. So, mm. One thing I want to talk about when I Googled you, what came up, which actually made me, well, I don't know, made me laugh, was that, um, I don't know how they did this vote, please tell me how, that apparently in the NRL, you were the player that they most, out of those members, oh. that's what it says in Wikipedia, that you were the one that they least wanted to pick a fight with. Yeah, it's one of that's those. It's like, r- oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> it was one of those Rugby League Week player polls. So it's a Rugby oh, yeah. League Week magazine that you would read and you'd get all your information and results from the game of the weekend and who played and who scored what. And they had a players poll, you know, which is uh, the club you'd least like to go to, who's your favourite player, who's mm-hmm. the player you wouldn't like to mess with. And was that you? Know, you? I didn't win many um, accolades <laughs> in my career. I think that's a pretty but there was special a couple, one. Yeah, yeah, but there was a couple that I, I, I made the headlines for. So, you know, at the time, though. What was, the, were, other, what were the other ones? Well, well, no, I won that back-to-back years. So. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've got no skill. straight, man. What has sport taught you that has taken you into this next chapter of your life? Do you think um, You're hope, a team player, obviously. Yeah, high performance. Mm. Um, and high performance doesn't mean ability. It means um, meticulous in your approach. It means effort after effort. It means doing everything you can possibly to uh, to be the best you that turns up each day. Um, mm. Teamwork. Um understanding um, what makes your teammates tick, their purpose Mm. and what brings the best out of them. I think, you know, that's the stuff that crosses over from high-performance sports to high-performance business because I tell you what, when you get a lot of these business people that you meet and you go, wow, you are high-performance. You are are the version of, uh, of Richie McCaw. Um, but it's but it's in business, you know. So you mm. see the the similarities, and you, and you see their work ethic, their mindset, and how they apply themselves, which is just out of this world. Uh, you you're becoming more connected to a Samoan heritage, and so how important that is that for you now and for your children? It's yeah. hugely important for me because as a kid growing up and having played for Tor Samoa, not being able to speak the language for mm. a very long time, I sort of. Um, Disconnected, or, yeah. or felt felt like it was my fault when it wasn't my my fault, mm. and you know I wouldn't want to go to Samoa as much because I would feel embarrassed that I can't speak the, the mm. language fluently enough, or can't, um, you know, to the point that um, in two thousand seven when I went over with my dad, we both got bestowed um, titles from the then head of state, you know, yeah, Laoli and Papali. Yeah, yeah no, so, amazing. But, but like I didn't claimed that tour last year because I was like I was embarrassed at this guy who's got a Matai title who can't even speak Samoan although I had played for Samoan and although I'm as proud as can be of Samoan um, was in this position so yeah but they'd be so proud of you know what I mean you're yeah. still there you're still their son yeah, so, well, it wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't until a guy yeah. from Sky says, "You know what? You've you've done a lot for yeah. for Samoan. You mm. continue to so you should and, be proud." Yeah. yeah. A figurehead for accomplishments that people can do is a powerful thing for people. Absolutely, and it, mm. and it, it's not uh, the fact that you don't know. It's worse when 
you continue not to try and know, you know, mm. and that's why I, I try to go on this journey and had that epiphany mm. last year and claim that title on Sky and everything else just so you can do that. But unfortunately, when it comes to my kids, I, I, I think it's lost. Oh, really? Yeah. At the moment, they don't have that, I, I that think my, my lust kids for that will, knowledge? Or? I don't even think they'd know more than a handful of Samoan words, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, once again, um, that's the fault of the parents. But, you know, when, when you're growing up and when they've got other sort of priorities that, you, mm. that, that you're trying to instill in them, um, Samoan should have been a priority along with that, maybe because I didn't have the same sort of knowledge of it. I wasn't mm. able to teach it as much. Mm, they're still young. Yes. You know, and the thing is, I think that as, as you do get older, you do discover that you want to connect with your roots mm. you know there's a there's an interest i think it's that um there's an interest in just where you yeah you, your family comes from there's an interest of the stories that your family has and yeah it's um there's still time yeah yeah even I, though absolutely. we're talking about you know taking taking absolutely you know, taking joy in those moments where you go oh that time's over but yeah, you know yeah. what there is actually still time yeah because i think at the moment it's their time to to find themselves and be who they mm. want to be because you know there's times where there's hormones raging yeah, at the man. moment i don't know hey, that, hey, don't you know, <laughs> But it's, it's, it's like that too because, like, there'll be an old game come on. I say, hey, have a look at this. They're not interested. They're not interested in what dad has done and everything else. And, you know, so it's like, okay, I get it. I understand. It's about you. You live that life, man, and you do you, boo. I just bought your book this morning because I tried to buy it on my Kindle. I couldn't find it. It's in the bargain bin somewhere, uh, No, I bought it. Actually, do you know what? I bought the actual book from um, Hard to Find Books. Oh, they yeah. They also had it from another um, another company, but uh, their shipping was a bit high. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the other one. No. So I actually bought it some because I really love reading biographies. Oh, yeah. And autobiographies as well. So I'll be, I'm going to I'm going to maybe hit you up on some things. When okay. I read that, and I'll just okay. email you. Go, cool. Oh, you just DM me. I'll just DM you. Yeah. Um, so you tell your story of an upbringing of violence. Yeah. Um, by speaking out about the physical violence you endured, how do you hope this will impact others who are perpetrators? I guess the reason why I told it. Of abuse. Yeah, yeah, the reason why I told that story is because, first of all, bringing yourself, I did. I was very open and honest about mm. everything that went on in my life, and I still wouldn't change my upbringing because it made me the man I am. And I love my father and I love what he was trying to do for me. Mm. I think he was a victim of his own upbringing. Mm. Uh, back then, they didn't know that you couldn't do that. Um, mm. it, there was no, it's not okay. And there weren't ways or, or, or resources around to help you or tools to be better at what you do as a father. Um, that's how he grew up. That's how he was um, put in the situation. Um, mm. But then I also think about him not right now because he's got um, dementia and I think he may have even been suffering from CTE, which is, you oh, know, which wow. is... trauma. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that could be That's the case. That's a real... I've been reading... My partner's showed me some articles about yeah. that because of some, like, yeah, American football, yeah, pro yeah, footballers and, and things like this. And, oh, that's... Wow, yeah. you think so? Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Dementia, you don't know. How, I mean, how do they... How do they know these things? Yeah, yeah, we we don't, but like, but even later on in life, um, how our relationship changed and, Mm. um, you know, how he became a a good man and, um, you know, I just, just think for a lot of people out there being in that situation and when I was talking to a lot of my league players and friends and all sorts, that was just the way that most of us were brought up and that's how it was. Um, so if there was anyone going through that, um, it's nice to know that there could be light at the end of the tunnel because my, my father changed and we had a better relationship after what seemed to be a, a, a pretty tough relationship early on, you know? Life. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. good to ha- that you still have that relationship with your father. Many people 
who might have yeah. been in your situation may never have had that yeah, I, I'd never, chance to, you know. I, I, I never felt like I had to forgive my dad because he it's just what he knew and mm. what it is. And, you know, there's probably times where I was naughty, maybe times where I wasn't as bad, but, you know, <laughs> like there's the better ways just, around it. The look on your face when you said that. Just yeah, I just looked away there. I couldn't, even look, oh, you, I couldn't even look you in the I eyes know. and, and tell like, naughty. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yes, yes, the odd occasion I was naughty, I must say. You, so, um, obviously, the, the resources weren't there back in the day, but they are now. And what would you say to those who victims of abuse perhaps now? Yeah. Seek help as a, a victim or a perpetrator. Yeah, help, I, I right? guess you need to talk, talk to someone, right? Because yeah. there is no excuse these days because no. you know it is not uh, a, a way of life that you should be um, either on the receiving end or mm. portraying that as a, as a way to, um, uh, to to look after or police um, your your kids because mm. it's just it's just not good enough you know yeah monty thank you so much for your time it's been a real pleasure sitting in our in our big pop studios uh nice. having a word it's very good and thank you so much thank you so much man. Yeah.